Section 9 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2, by Robert Burton. Section 9. Partition 2, Section 2, Member 3, Part 3. If the heavens then be penetrable, as these men deliver, and no lets, it were not amiss in this aerial progress to make wings and fly up, which that Turk in Busbequius made his fellow-citizens in Constantinople believe he would perform. And some new-fangled wits, methinks, should some time or other find out. Or if that may not be, yet with a Galileo's glass, or Icaro Menippus's wings in Lucian, command the spheres and heavens, and see what is done amongst them. Whether there be generation and corruption, as some think, by reason of the ethereal comets, that in Cassiopeia, 1572, that in Signo, 1600, that in Sagittarius, 1604, and many like, which by no means Julius Caesar La Galla, that Italian philosopher, in his physical disputation with Galileus, De Phenomenis in Orbe Lunae, chapter 9, will admit, or that they were created ab initio, and show themselves at set times, as Helisius Roeslin contends, have poles, axle-trees, circles of their own, and regular motions, for non periunt sed minuuntur et disparent. Blancanus holds they come and go by fits, casting their tails still from the sun. Some of them, as a burning glass, projects the sunbeams from it, though not always neither. For sometimes a comet casts his tail from Venus, as Tycho observes, and as Helisaeus Roeslin, of some others, from the moon, with little stars about them, ad stuporem astronomorum, cum multis aliis in caelo miraculis, all which argue with those Medician, Austrian, and Burbonian stars, that the heaven of the planets is indistinct, pure and open, in which the planets move, certis legibus acmetis. Examine likewise, and caelum sit coloratum, whether the stars be of that bigness, distance, as astronomers relate, so many in number, 1,026, 1,725, as Bayerus, or as some rabbins, 29,000 myriads, or as Galileo discovers by his glasses, infinite, and that via lactea, a confused light of small stars, like so many nails in a door, or all in a row, like those 12,000 isles of the Maldives in the Indian Ocean. Whether the least visible star in the eighth sphere be eighteen times bigger than the earth, and, as Tycho calculates, fourteen thousand semi-diameters distant from it. Whether they be thicker parts of the orbs, as Aristotle delivers, or so many habitable worlds, as Democritus. Whether they have light of their own, or from the sun, or give light round, as Patritius discourseth and aeque distent are centra mundi, whether light be of their essence, and that light be a substance or an accident, whether they be hot by themselves, or by accident cause heat, whether there be such a procession of the equinoxes as Copernicus holds, or that the eighth sphere move, and bene philosophentur, Roger Bacon, and J. D., 
aphorisms de multiplicatione specierum whether there be any such images ascending with each degree of the zodiac in the east as aliacensis feigns an aqua supercailum as patritius and the schoolmen will a crystalline watery heaven which is certainly to be understood of that in the middle region for otherwise if at noah's flood the water came from thence it must be above a hundred years falling down to us as some calculate besides and terracit animata which some so confidently believe with orpheus hermes averroes from which all other souls of men beasts devils plants fishes etc are derived and into which again after some revolutions as plato in his timaeus protinus in his enneades more largely discuss they return see chalcidius and benius plato's commentators as all philosophical matter in materiam primam keplerus patritius and some other neoterics have in part revived this opinion and that every star in heaven hath a soul angel or intelligence to animate or move it etc or to omit all smaller controversies as matters of less moment and examine that main paradox of the earth's motion now so much in question aristarchus samius pythagoras maintained it of old democritus and many of their scholars didacus astunica antony fascarinus a carmelite and some other commentators will have job to insinuate as much chapter nine verse four qui comovet terram de loco suo etc and that this one place of scripture makes more for the earth's motion than all the others prove against it whom pineda confutes most contradict howsoever it is revived since by copernicus not as a truth but a supposition as he himself confesseth in the preface to pope nicholas but now maintained in good earnest by calcaninus telesius kepler rotman gilbert diggs galileo campanella and especially by landsbergius naturae rationi et veritati consentaneum by origanus and some others of his followers for if the earth be the centre of the world stand still and the heavens move as the most received opinion is which they call inordinatam caeli dispositionem though stiffly maintained by tycho ptolemaeus and their adherents quis ille furor etc what fury is that saith dr gilbert satis animose as cabeus notes that shall drive the heavens about with such incomprehensible celerity in twenty-four hours when as every point of the firmament and in the equator must needs move so clavius calculates one hundred and seventy six thousand six hundred and sixty in one two hundred and forty sixth part of an hour and an arrow out of a bow must go seven times about the earth whilst a man can say an ave maria if it keep the same space or compass the earth one thousand eight hundred and eighty four times in an hour which is supra humanam cogitationem beyond human conceit occior et iaculo et ventos aequante sagitta a man could not ride so much ground going forty miles a day in two thousand nine hundred and four years as the firmament goes in twenty-three hours or so much in two hundred and three years as the firmament in one minute quod incredibile videtur 
and the pole-star, which to our thinking scarce moveth out of his place, goeth a bigger circuit than the sun, whose diameter is much larger than the diameter of the heaven of the sun, and twenty thousand semi-diameters of the earth from us, with the rest of the fixed stars, as Tycho proves. To avoid, therefore, these impossibilities, they ascribe a triple motion to the earth, the sun immovable in the centre of the whole world, the earth centre of the moon alone above Mars and Mercury, beneath Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, or, as Origanus and others will, one single motion to the earth, still placed in the centre of the world, which is more probable, a single motion to the firmament, which moves in thirty or twenty-six thousand years, and so the planets, Saturn in thirty years absolves his soul and proper motion, Jupiter in twelve, Mars in three, etc., and so solve all appearances better than any way whatsoever, calculate all motions, be they in longum or latum, direct, stationary, retrograde, ascent or descent, without epicycles, intricate eccentrics, etc., rectius commodiusque per unicum motum terrae, saith Lansbergius much more certain than by those Alphonsine, or any such tables, which are grounded from those other suppositions. And tis true, they say, according to optic principles, the visible appearance of the planets do so indeed answer to their magnitudes and orbs, and come nearest to the mathematical observations and precedent calculations. There is no repugnancy to physical axioms, because no penetration of orbs. But then between the sphere of Saturn and the firmaments, there is such an incredible and vast space or distance, seven million semi-diameters of the earth, as Tycho calculates, void of stars. And besides, they do so enhance the bigness of the stars, enlarge their circuit, to solve those ordinary objections of parallaxes and retrogradations of the fixed stars, that alterations of the poles, elevation in several places, or latitude of cities here on earth, for, say they, if a man's eye were in the firmament, he should not at all discern that great annual motion of the earth, but it would still appear punctum indivisibile, and seem to be fixed in one place of the same bigness, that it is quite opposite to reason, to natural philosophy, and all out as absurd as disproportional, so some will, as prodigious, as that of the sun's swift motion of heavens. But, hoc posito, to grant this their tenet of the earth's motion, if the earth move, it is a planet, and shines to them in the moon, and to the other planetary inhabitants, as the moon, and they do to us upon the earth. But shine she doth, as Galileo, Kepler, and others prove, and then, per consequence, the rest of the planets are inhabited, as well as the moon, which he grants in his dissertation with Galileo's Nuncius Siderius, that there be jovial and Saturn inhabitants, etc., and those several planets have their several moons about them, as the earth hath hers, as Galileo hath already evinced by his glasses, 3,108, four about Jupiter, two about Saturn, though Sitius the Florentine, Fortunius Licetus, and Julius Caesar the Galla cavil at it. Yet Kepler, the emperor's mathematician, confirms out of his experience that he saw as much by the same help, and more about Mars, Venus, and the rest they hope to find out, 
peradventure even amongst the fixed stars, which Brunus and Brutius have already averred. Then, I say, the earth and they be planets alike, moved about the sun, the common centre of the world alike, and it may be those two green children, which Nubrigensis speaks of in his time, that fell from heaven, came from thence, and that famous stone that fell from heaven in Aristotle's time, Olympiads 84, Anno Tertio, ad Capuas Fluenta, recorded by Laertius and others, or Ancile, or Buckler, in Numa's time, recorded by Festus. We may likewise insert with Campanella and Brunus, that which Pythagoras, Aristarchus, Samius, Heraclitus, Epicurus, Melissus, Democritus, Leucippus, maintained in their ages, there be infinite worlds and infinite earths or systems, in infinito aethere, which Eusebius collects out of their tenets, because infinite stars and planets like unto this of ours, which some stick not still to maintain and publicly defend, sperabundus expecto innumerabilium mundorum in aeternitate per ambulationem, etc. For if the firmament be of such an incomparable bigness, as these Copernical giants will have it, infinitum, out infinito proximum, so vast and full of innumerable stars, as being infinite in extent, one above another, some higher, some lower, some nearer, some farther off, and so far asunder, and those so huge and great, insomuch that if the whole sphere of Saturn, and all that is included in it, totum aggregatum, as Fromundus of Louvain in his tract, De immobilitate terrae, argues, eue hatur interstellas, videri anobis non poterat, tam immanis est distantia intertellurem et fixas, sed instar puncti, etc. If our world be small in respect, why may we not suppose a plurality of worlds, those infinite stars visible in the firmament, to be so many suns, with particular fixed centres, to have likewise their subordinate planets, as the sun hath his dancing still around him, which Cardinal Cusanus, Walcarinus, Brunus, and some others have held, and some still maintain, animae, Aristotelismo in nutritae, et minuti speculationibus asuetae, secus forsan, etc. Though they seem close to us, they are infinitely distant, and so, per consequens, there are infinite habitable worlds. What hinders? Why should not an infinite cause, as God is, produce infinite effects? Kepler, I confess, will by no means admit of Brunus's infinite worlds, or that the fixed stars should be so many suns, with their compassing planets. Yet the said Kepler, between jest and earnest in his perspectives, lunar geography et somnio suo, seems in part to agree with this, and partly to contradict. For the planets, he yields them to be inhabited, he doubts of the stars, and so doth Tycho in his astronomical epistles, out of a consideration of their vastity and greatness, break out into some such like speeches, that he will never believe those great and huge bodies were made to no other use than this that we perceive to illuminate the earth, a point insensible in respect of the whole. But who shall dwell in these vast bodies, earths, worlds, if they be inhabited? 
rational creatures, as Kepler demands, or have they souls to be saved, or do they inhabit a better part of the world than we do? Are we, or they, lords of the world, and how are all things made for man? Difficile est nodum hunc expedire, eo quod nondum omnia quae huc pertinent explorata habemus. Tis hard to determine, this only he proves, that we are in praecipuo mundi sinu, in the best place, best world, nearest the heart of the sun. Thomas Campanella, a Calabrian monk, in his second book, De Censurerum, chapter 4, subscribes to this of Kepler, that they are inhabited he certainly supposeth, but with what kind of creatures he cannot say. He labours to prove it by all means, and that there are infinite worlds, having made an apology for Galileo, and dedicates this tenet of his to Cardinal Cayetanus. Others freely speak, mutter, and would persuade the world, as Marinus Marcenus complains, that our modern divines are too severe and rigid against mathematicians, ignorant and peevish, in not admitting their true demonstrations and certain observations, that they tyrannise over art, science, and all philosophy, in suppressing their labours, saith Pomponatius, forbidding them to write, to speak a truth, all to maintain their superstition, and for their profit's sake. As for those places of scripture, which are punit, they will have spoken ad captum vulgi, and if rightly understood and favourably interpreted, not at all against it. And as Otho Gassman writes, many great divines, besides Porphyrius, Proclus, Simplicius, and those heathen philosophers, Doctrina et aetate venerandi, morsis genesin mundanam popularis nescio cuius ruditatis, quae longa absit a vera philosophorum eruditione, insimulant. For Moses makes mention but of two planets, sun and moon, no four elements, etc. Read more on him in Grossius and Junius. But to proceed. These and such like insolent and bold attempts, prodigious paradoxes, inferences must needs follow, if it once be granted, which Rotman, Kepler, Gilbert, Digius, Origanus, Galileo, and others maintain of the earth's motion, that tis a planet, and shines as the moon doth, which contains in it both land and seas as the moon doth, for so they find by their glasses that maculae in facie lunae, the brighter parts are earth, the dusky sea, which Thales, Plutarch, and Pythagoras formerly taught, and manifestly discern hills and dales, and such like concavities, if we may subscribe to and believe Galileo's observations. But to avoid these paradoxes of the earth's motion, which the Church of Rome hath lately condemned as heretical, as appears by Blancanus and from Mundus's writings, our latter mathematicians have rolled all the stones that may be stirred, and to solve all appearances and objections have invented new hypotheses and fabricated new systems of the world out of their own Didalean heads. Fracastorius will have the earth stand still, as before, and to avoid that supposition of eccentrics and epicycles, he hath coined seventy-two homocentrics to solve all appearances, Nicholas Ramerus will have the earth, the centre of the world, but movable, and the eighth sphere immovable, the five upper planets to move about the sun, 
the sun and moon about the earth, of which orbs Tycho Brahe puts the earth the centre immovable, the stars immovable, the rest with Ramerus, the planets without orbs to wander in the air, keep time and distance, true motion, according to that virtue which God hath given them. Heliseus Röslin censureth both, with Copernicus, whose hypothesis de terrae motu, Philippus Landsbergius hath lately vindicated, and demonstrated with solid arguments in a just volume. Jansonius Caesins hath illustrated in a sphere. The said Johannes Landsbergius, 1633, hath since defended his assertion against all the cavils and calumnies of Fromundus's anti-Aristarchus, Baptista Morinus, and Petrus Bartholinus. Fromundus, 1634, hath written against him again, J. Rossius of Aberdeen, etc., sound drums and trumpets, whilst Röslin, I say, censures all, and Ptolemaeus himself, as insufficient. One offends against natural philosophy, another against optic principles, a third against mathematical, as not answering to astronomical observations. One puts a great space between Saturn's orb and the eighth sphere, another too narrow. In his own hypothesis, he makes the earth as before the universal centre, the sun to the five upper planets. To the eighth sphere he ascribes diurnal motion, eccentrics and epicycles to the seven planets, which hath been formerly exploded. And so, dum vitant stulti vitia in contraria curunt, as a tinker stops one hole and makes two, he corrects them, and doth worse himself, reforms some, and mars all. In the meantime the world is tossed in a blanket amongst them, they hoist the earth up and down like a ball, make it stand and go at their pleasures. One saith the sun stands, another he moves, a third comes in, taking them all at rebound, and, lest there should any paradox be wanting, he finds certain spots and clouds in the sun, by the help of glasses, which multiply, saith Keplerus, a thing seen, a thousand times bigger in Plano, and makes it come thirty-two times nearer to the eye of the beholder. But see the demonstration of this glass in Tard, by means of which the sun must turn round upon his own centre, or they about the sun. Fabricius puts only three, and those in the sun, Apelles fifteen, and those without the sun, floating like the Cyanian Isles in the Euxine Sea. Tard, the Frenchman, hath observed thirty-three, and those neither spots nor clouds, as Galileo, Epistula ad Valserum, supposeth but planets concentric with the sun, and not far from him with regular motions. Christopher Schemer, a German-Swiss Jesuit, Ursica Rosa, divides them in maculas et faculas, and will have them to be fixed in solis superficie, and to absolve their periodical and regular motion in twenty-seven or twenty-eight days, holding withal the rotation of the sun upon his centre and all are so confident that they have made schemes and tables of their motions. The Hollander, in his Dissertationcula cum Apelle, censures all, and thus they disagree amongst themselves, old and new, irreconcilable in their opinions, thus Aristarchus, thus Hipparchus, thus Ptolemaeus, thus Albateginus, thus Alphaganus, thus Tycho, thus Ramerus, thus Röstinus, Thus Fracastorius, 
thus copernicus and his adherents thus clavius and maginus etc with their followers vary and determine of these celestial orbs and bodies and so whilst these men contend about the sun and moon like the philosophers in lucian it is to be feared the sun and moon will hide themselves and be as much offended as she was with those and send another messenger to jupiter by some new-fangled Icaromenippus, to make an end of all those curious controversies and scatter them abroad. End of section 9